let us, let us, let us, let us. I'm indeed. gonna be Ramona, and you're gonna be Soldeed. Okay. <coughs> okay, we got it. Mm. Got this. Good thing I got the subtitles up. I think this that that reenactment of that scene may be the highlight of this podcast. It was dimensions <laughs> in time, but now I think it's gonna be this. Yeah, it's always gonna be our series finale. And do me a favor, yeah. I'm not going to ask you to do this, but don't hold back, all right? Oh, certainly not. Okay. So I count you into start then in five, four, three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the Nine More Be Praised. I'm Jack. And I am Soldy. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I, why am I surprised that you went off and did that? <laughs> I, why did it only take us four episodes to do that? Hmm? Commentary is the great journey of life. <laughs> <laughs> no other is needed now. Commentaries are done with, you know, the, this is the last one you'll ever need. How many podcast hosts have you seen today? Uh, three. I have seen three. How many quotes can we get in in this introduction? <laughs> I, I, if 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 it was allowed, I would quote the entire script. Well, but we, yes, we are. We did do tragic series one. We quoted a lot of the script in series one. I and we could probably just isolate those little bits and then edit them into a separate reading of the, the, of the horns of Nymon. I and it is with great sadness that I must say that we are here to wrap up our Nymon country. This is the final part after that no more Nymon. <laughs> but we do promise you this. We have decided every year we're going to do the night horns of Nymon commentary again. <laughs> I think we're going to bring in a new guest until there's 10 <laughs> guests talking about the horns of Nymon. I, I I seem to recall this is a joke, but now that you've said it, it will officially happen. That's right. I feel like the yeah, first yeah. person to come in should be uh, Kayla, because that would be mm. hilarious. Actually, yeah, we'll do it every year with someone who's already guested. Yeah, yeah. And gradually, we'll just accumulate everybody, including the extras who have to say nothing. So, and then eventually all the Nymonites will be there. Watching That's right. Nymon on the Nymon be praised. Yeah, well, you know, we've made this promise on the air now, and you know how good we are at upholding our promises. Exactly. It doesn't get more Nymon than that. That's right. What a great saying. <laughs> I <laughs> shall we shall we kick off into part four? This incredible episode. The the, the best part four in Doctor Who's run. Let's go. For That's it. right. <laughs> in a three, a two, a one. Here we go. You know, it is a, a fact that no. Lala Ward says to Tom Baker that um, season 17 was incredibly fun to make and season 18 was a lot less fun to make. Yeah, it was a um, yeah. Didn't didn't hadn't she gone on a couple of commentaries of her own, going this was a lot less fun because it wasn't being made for children anymore. Uh, and just the fact that he turned he basically turned on her a bit in season eighteen because they were in a relationship at that point. And I think that kind of um, dis like continuity between having somebody that you live with and you're, you're getting married with and that you have sex with in your workplace. I think that just caused a lot of. Whereas at this point they were just romancing each other and falling desperately in love. This is the honeymoon period. 
That's right. Dude, was it between seasons that they split up or was it um, during no. season 18? It's between seasons really where they got together, where they made it official. So it went from being this fantastic romance they were having to being a relationship. Oh dear. Soul deed, isn't he just marvellous? No one can have a look of um, relaxed distress more than Tom Baker. <laughs> The eyes. Yeah. The eyes. <laughs> I I think Tom Baker at this point is resigned to the fact that he um doesn't need to do much than just have just how look they how quickly they diffuse the cliffhanger. They just take yeah. That is you know what I say to you about false jeopardy cliffhangers. That is the ultimate example of that. Yeah, that is that is you know that is a proper sin right there. I'm going to tell you an interesting fact about the gentleman that Romana encounters in a minute. That the, okay. the man from Krinoff, uh, who basically mm-hmm. has to deliver the entire exposition of what happened, because we can't do a flashback to the nine ones coming to Krinoff, taking over and doing this whole scheme. So one character basically just has to say the entire story. He's mm-hmm. played by, oh, good grief, I can't remember the fella's name. I said, but he's played by the guy who played Ed, uh, Victoria Waterfield's father in Evil of the Dark. Oh, wow. Blimey. And he gets a, like, in Evil of the Daleks, he's got a terrific role, like seven episodes, and he's there in the present, he's there in the past, he's there in the future. Whereas here he's playing essentially a bit part exposition man. Mm-hmm. In a show that is very different from how it was being made, you know, over a decade ago. Oh, works work, isn't it? That's right. I, I do we look. What are those weird things? Those people. Oh, what the? Oh, the skeleton. Oh, are they skeletons or toilet paper? It looks like both. Yeah, I think they're supposed to be skeletons because you know the um uh the music cue just there was just like that kind of skeleton xylophone kind of thing you get. Oh, well, listen to this now. When Soldier runs away, he laughs like a panto villain. He's like, oh! <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought this was the bit where he did that. Listen. <laughs> Can you hear that? <laughs> the, the subtitle says Soldier laughing maniacally. Soldier laughing maniacally. In capital letters as well, which is even better. Oh yes. See, you know what the you know what this viewing has really confirmed to me is that you can't have two Nymon walking down a corridor together because they shuffle so aggressively they just keep bumping into each other. I mean we always come into if the they studio can... separately and that's the reason why. <laughs> exactly. We're just like elbowing each other to get in. Why is I, whereas the these... feathers on his head? Um, he he's an old man, and he has a story to tell. He looks like he looks absolutely ghastly, doesn't he? Look at his—he's got a white pallor, red rimmed eyes. He's had a terrible time. Yeah, it's been a—it's oh, so let me tell you, it's been tough times since Evil of Daleks. Did you hear what Romana just said? To I hate it when people do that. 
What's she that? Went, oh, you look awful. People have said that to me before. I come into work and they go, oh, Really? Joe, you look awful. What's happened? I'm like, Oh, thanks. I'll have a good shift now. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I just assumed that was something people said to each other in TV shows, and that's about it. No, people tell me I look awful all the time. Oh, oh no. Well, now we know. When someone goes, oh, you look well, really now we know who you're playing in this in this particular production of. That's right. <laughs> the Do you know what his name is? Uh, no, no idea. I think it's Sazam. I think that's his name. I'll get my phone out and have a quick little search around for him. Do you think this is quite a good sort of budget saving thing, though, just to have one character from this planet come in and, and deliver all the exposition? Uh, I, yeah, look, uh, what did you say earlier about how this prevents a flashback? Well, I mean, given they, they can't afford a flashback, can they? What we need is something like Lord of the Rings on that sort of scale. Yeah. With an army of people yeah. you know, fighting up against Simon. Yeah, or like Russell T. Davis, you know, the way he would do. Yeah, do you know that deleted scene from The Stolen Earth, which is like Davros's backstory? Mm-hmm. Uh, something like that, like the rise and fall of the Scottish Empire. Yeah, but what's, what's better? Is it... Because essentially that's what happens in the Timeless Children, isn't it? Is that the master just delivers a ton of exposition. I know we see like visual representation of what he's t- talking about, but that's quite heavily criticised in the Timeless Children. And it happens again here. I mean, I mean, there is a distinct difference between what's happening in those two stories with the exposition. Um, with uh, the Timeless Children, it is exposition at the Doctor about herself, for the, and that is the spine of the episode, uh, whereas exposition here is just a little bit. It is, it is a piece of the story as opposed to the story itself. Um, however, it, one thing I will say about the, the Timeless Children is that it is a lot of, I think, quite bad exposition, but visually it is presented stunningly. Yeah, of course. And they were never ever and, money to do that here, though, were they? Can you can you imagine if we got a flashback to like the Nymons assembling like the Nymon Citadel? It'd be amazing. I'd love to see that. Like a, 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 a what, what what would be the um the uh, you know a group of a list of. Jack, your Wi-Fi is pause a second because you keep I, I keep losing you. Like I I keep losing you. Yeah, see, I've lost you completely now. Ah, uh, um, hang on, I might move into a different room. Yeah, because um, my internet was getting real unstable and the video was dropping in and out. I mean, I think we get what we've got is is listenable, but it was. It was like phasing in and out. Man, the Australian Wi-Fi is shocking, isn't it? Yeah, it's not great. Is it better now? Yeah, way better. Um, sh- do you want to go back a little bit and mm-hmm. I can edit it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, maybe let's go back. Hang on. Uh... Okay, second. 
So I, I've gone back to... Hang on. I'm at seven minutes, yeah? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm at seven minutes. Uh, and it's till they start to swarm is the line. It says I'm saying that to Romana. They seem harmless until they start to swarm. Yep, I'm there as well now. Okay. I'm just waiting for the lights to come up. So should I make the point again about the exposition? Yeah, 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 sure thing. Okay, because you know you had lots to say there. It was super interesting. Um, all right, so it, press play in five, four, three, two, one. So people criticise in the timeless children that you know it's essentially Jodie Whittaker out of the action being lectured at in like one massive exposition scene. Well, that's kind of what's happening here, isn't it? This is one big long exposition scene, but without any of the like visual interest. Yeah, I. But I think there is a distinct difference between what the timeless children is doing in uh, that in in the uh in that extended sequence and what uh the horns of nymon was doing here here it is just a, a piece of the puzzle um and it's like you know another little detail on this unfolding mystery whereas in the timeless children uh the exposition is the master telling the the doctor her history to her and that is the spine of the episode uh is the master telling the doctor her own story and her kind of like passively absorbing it uh, for a lot of it. However, the difference is also, you know, the Timeless Children is a lot more visually dynamic in the way it conveys its information, much more so, and very impressive. I, very quickly just then, that sequence where Tika, oh my God, hang on, wait, I can't say anything else at the moment because we're about to see the three Nymon and Soldi's reaction. So and funny. a one and a two and a three. You ready? Do the face. Oh! <laughs> um, he, he was just having a big old yawn there, just stretching out the muscles in his face. That sequence there where the red lighting was in and he could touch the co-pilot's face and he's dead. That was kind of creepy. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if the story wasn't quite so, you know, the way it is, moments like that would probably have a bit more of a tinge, a bit more of a tinge to them. As they stand, they land a little bit flat. Yeah, but my point is, like, you can still have moments that hit in a story that's executed really badly or inefficiently. I love that bit where, where he opens the door of the capsule and goes... Welcome back, Romana. And there's two Nymons leaning out going, hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hello. I, you know, in the draft where they remove their, um, you know, their bad masks to reveal their true faces underneath, I bet one of the, one of the twists would have been Romana would have been under them. She would have dressed up as a Nymon. That would have been amazing. Jack, you're right, a better version of this than this. I didn't think it could get any better. <laughs> I what can I say? Uh, the BBC can hire me anytime for a remake of the Horns of Nymon. They'll be like, oh, do you want to do? Do you want to do uh, the uh, David Copperfield? No, 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 no. The Horns of Nymon. I'm like, that's what I want. 
you see this sets on Krinov, it's clearly just a load of flats, isn't it? And, and the light yeah, down and a load of tubing. But again, it is supposed to be a planet that's had everything of worth drained. So I know, I know it looks shit, but it is kind of supposed to look shit. I think, I think in that instance, that argument is really stretched a bit thin <laughs> because there is no effort to make it look like a dystopian world. It's just a bland corridor. Well, Jack, it is a truth in life that the best things are a bit of a stretch, you know. <laughs> I thought you were about to say the best things in life are free and go into a bit of a musical number. Oh, oh no, David. No, what are you doing to my boy, David? Here he goes. Your boy, David. <laughs> Where's K9 off to? Oh, he's going to lead him out of the maze because he can tell where the exits are, can't he? Yeah, that's right. That guy was just like, wait, come back here, and then did nothing about it. It is a fact universally acknowledged that that triangular design on the door there is also used in Adric's bedroom. Is it? It is. It's the same pattern in the TARDIS in the bedrooms. Ha. Huh. Yeah. I never knew that. I thought you were oh. going to say something facetious, and now I learned something. Given what That's never what? happened before. Well, now I'm going to add something facetious to it. Given um, what we've learned about Tegan and Nyssa in Rusty Davis's Sarah Jane thing on YouTube, I dread to think what they were up to in those rooms. They were grabbing <laughs> onto those triangles and having a great time. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, speaking of triangles, we've got three Nymon here. Three monsters. Look at Romana hiding not in plain sight. <laughs> yeah, that red coat. It's always oh, because she's wearing the, she, you know, wait a minute. She's And she's in red as well. The doctor was like, oh, yeah, Red will get him. It's so funny in a minute because um, this guy's playing Satan with such dignity. It is a good performance. And then he has to hold off. Like, she runs back to the capture. He's like, I'll stop them. I'll sacrifice myself. I'm an old man. He's basically Koshamas from Timeless Children. Uh -huh. He's got this pathetic gun. And then the Nymons shoot him from their horns, but the effect misses him and he falls down anyway. <laughs> it's such an <laughs> undignified death. Imagine if he turned up at the at the end of the Timeless Children. He just comes back. He comes out of nowhere. So he's like, go on, Stay Doctor, on. get out of here. Where have you been all these years? <laughs> <laughs> the dog's like, sorry, who are you? But look, look, at, look at how he's underplaying his role. Yeah. Like the whole story technically could have been played like this. It would not be as deliriously enjoyable. But it would probably have a bit more dignity. It does ground it a little bit in this final episode before the furious high camp that is to follow. Oh, it's marvellous though, isn't it? I've never seen a pantomime on the stage at the end of a pier as glorious as that last song. <laughs> I... What is your favourite Romana costume? Oh, this would rank. And the one in Warrior's Gate, which is red as well. I think she looks fabulous in red. Women tend to look gorgeous in red. Yeah, Lala Ward especially. I think I think this is my favourite look. I had two two of my uh, groomsmaids at my wedding of well, my ex husband now um, were in red, and it, it was so striking because we were in a white tent, so the red highlighted against it beautifully. Mm. Do you have any nime on at your at, at the wedding reception? Well, they were they, they you know the way they kind of stumble about. There was a lot of that going on by the end of the night. <laughs> Oh, God. Alarm! Alarm! Krinoff is being invaded! 
Oh, bless. Oh, what a... You know, that was quite a dynamic role from him. Do you, if see, it was... Do you see they've used the same triangles from the Skonos set? They just turned them around. Oh, yeah. You're right. And wait, wait a minute. That's the same piping. It all links back. <laughs> it all links back up. Oh, We've bless him. Full look, circle. See? The Nymon thing didn't even hit him and he still fell down dead. <laughs> He's like, go. I'm done for. This is my least favorite in fiction is the person who self sacrifices himself. Yeah. Who's already thrown themselves off? It's like, no, you can't save me. Look at those cobwebs behind there. I mean, I know they've been invaded, but Jesus Christ! A little bit of spring cleaning here. I know you have come to visit. Lala Ward's there, for God's sakes. Look at her. She's she's practically dressed as the aristocracy. She's automatically raised the style stakes on um, Krinoff the second she arrived. Yeah, that's right. This is like the Met Gala. Do you think anyone in real life does that? You know, goes into a room and goes, come on, doctor, come on. <laughs> uh, maybe at your, your local surgery, but not in not in regular day-to-do. Do you see that? He goes, kill him, but not yet. Yeah, that is... I'm inclined... This is either... Do you think it's really hard to tell when Tom Baker is ad-libbing versus a Douglas Adams rewrite? I, I, oh, yeah, it is actually, yeah, because I think he's always in this era. He's always a bit frivolous. Yeah, I do like that line though. Well, I hope you get it in the right order. Oh, what later you will be questioned, tortured, and killed. Yeah, well, I do. I actually like the way he responds to it. That kind of ha ha ha. Do you think any children were scared of the Nymon? No. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. What about the mandrels? Uh, potential with the mandrels. Uh, I also think maybe not. No, no, because they're shot in that forest in the dark with like the glowing green eyes and stuff. So yeah. Oh. Oh, ouch. See, look, unfortunately, they can't run, so he's got a lumber towards her menacingly. Seth, come on, do something. Oh, he hasn't done, he hasn't done much. <laughs> I, it's a lot of standing around anxiously, isn't it? Yeah. He can use his staff on me any day he likes. Honestly. Wow, you're really on a roll these, uh, these last four episodes, aren't you? I just think he's really pretty. I, do you know um, if if this was made in the new series, they would look like the um, the creature from um, the God Complex. Yeah, they would. Oh my God, they would look so impressive, wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, you know. Oh, the hands. What? Master. I, I have committed genocide. I have killed all the Nymon. Doesn't he put jump leads on it now or something? Uh, wouldn't be the strangest thing the Doctor has done to K-9 at this point. Oh, I see. He wants them to divert the space-time tunnel and send the Nymons back to nowhere, he just said. So that's it. There's our explanation as to what's going on. Mm -hmm. Now we can just have fun. It was a lot more succinct than in Pirate Planet when I didn't have a clue what they were doing at the end, do you remember? <laughs> yeah. 
I maybe who knows maybe that was um, Douglas Adams learning. It's like yeah, pirate planet, bit bit heavy at the end. Let's just say send them send them to nowhere. So now so now we yeah like you say you've got the explanation. We can just run around the maze now for the next five minutes and have some fun with soldiers. And oh boy, here we go. The Naimon will fulfill his great promise. The Naimon be praised. The Naimon be praised. How many Naimon have you seen today? Don't dare blaspheme the Naimon. How many? Three. I have seen three. Well, I've just seen a whole lot more rampaging down the corridor. Face it, Soldage, you're being invaded. He said he was the only one, the last survivor of his race. He told you what you wanted to hear. Promised you what you wanted to have. So this is the great journey of life. Their parasitic gnomites have been feeding off your selfishness and gullibility. My dreams of conquest. You have brought this calamity upon me. You brought it on yourself. You will die for your interference. <laughs> Stop him! Oh, you fools. You are all doomed. Doomed. Look at oh, and his eyes are still wide open. God almighty. They don't make him like that anymore, do they? <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> you know, I think there's a lot more subtlety and nuance to Saldi than we had originally credited. <laughs> I think you could be right. <laughs> you know, having walked having walked a few minutes in his shoes, I think. I think you know there's a lot of substance there. So do you get some backstory from that? Are you? you feel yeah, you yeah. You know, we established that he's probably living with his mother. He um, uh, he's going into work. He's going into the power complex. Who would play Soldi's mother? She's got to be some some fabulous Harridan, you know. Uh, no, I was going to say Judy Dench, but. <laughs> I'm gonna say Miriam Margulies because I just say oh, her for everything. Oh God, yes, God, wouldn't that be perfection? She'd always Graham be going on about no. She'd always be going on about her fanny though. Have you ever heard her in an interview? That's all she ever talks about. I, I, I. Well, that's probably what pushed Graham Crowden to be Lord of so many men. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Oh, here they come. Okay, now watch, watch how they're it's shot. I want oh, to this know. is the, the long-awaited shot. And we have to... The we have to now, the horns, is like... Dun, 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 dun. They're pissed. <laughs> In we, high heels. We go from them walking down the corridors and the music's going like... And then it cuts to the nine one. It's like... Da, 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 da. It's, it's a bit incongruous. Yeah, because there is no jeopardy in the scene, whereas the nine one are, you know... Terrifying. Pissed and p- pissed and in high heels. Yeah, and trying to rush as quickly as they can after him. Oh, but do you know what? We've taken a piss out of this. But how much fun have we had with this? Oh, here it is. Here's the great shot. The and great it, shot of life. And this is super dramatic. Look, my God, we're getting a, sm- a very slow close up on the panel in different lights. Okay, this shot is is a little bit interesting. 
Or the one I'll, I'll give you that. The one from Black. Yeah. It's well, it's that classic. It's the classic Dalek thing, isn't it? When you know you shoot, you shoot them from below. They look in the villain from below, and they look really scary and intimidating and powerful. Well, oh no, I'm not going to say that. I can't throw anything else rude at you. Not, not. I've heard some. I've, I've thrown too much at you already. Look at them. Look at look at look, look at them go. They're quite well choreographed. There, don't they? they're sharing the corridor space quite nicely. Well, I suppose when you're, you know, you locust an entire planet, what else is there to do but coordinate dance moves? I, now, look, I know it's a load of egg boxes dancing in a minute, but I think this slow motion explosion of the power complex going up is quite nice. It's it's it, it's a uh, very dramatic mushrooms of flame going up. It's all in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll believe it when I see it. Okay, you'll see in a minute. And of course, you've got uh, Daddy Simpson gang. You know, is this this is this is to actually technically his last story, isn't it? It is his last story. So sad. I would love to have seen what he would have done with Sharda, but the score on the new one is amazing. Yeah, because that's Mark Ayers, isn't it? Yeah, but doing a doing obviously a Dudley Simpson riff. There's city. Yeah, yeah. There and it's lovely. Can I just say there's about thirty people in this set right now, between the guards, the kids, the Doctor Romana. Don't you love that the fact that the entrance to the power complex is? I'm sorry, this is quite dramatic. This lighting. Yeah, it only took them four episodes to get there. Right, well, you've got to give some credit, <laughs> credit where it's due. Here we go, look, watch. Ooh, look, that's oh, good. Yeah. oh, yeah, no, it's the fact, yeah, no, that you know what, that is good. That look is that egg, look at that egg box going up though and wobbling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't make them like they used to. We, yeah, you know, we completely skipped over the line earlier where he said they live in the power complex, and the doctor went, Well, that figures. <laughs> See, that's good writing. That's good dialogue. Oh, and excuse me. This is a story that ends on Romana giving the Doctor a massive grin. How can you not love that? Yeah, and this is technically the end of the entire Williams era. It's not, though, is it? Not anymore. Not now we've got the animated show, though. No, but officially... If only only you could have seen it. Yeah. Look at all these fairy lights they've rigged up around the console. Oh, do you know what's so funny, right? So that's the end of the nine months, yeah. And then the spaceship comes in and he starts playing a riff on the wedding theme. So the the inference is that Seth's getting tied to Tika. Yeah, that's that's cute. That that's a very Dudley thing, I think. Oh, do you know? All the myths that are going to build up around him, he's going to have to spend his whole life uh, living up to them. Bit like yeah, you. well, look at. Like yeah, you. well, look at. Yeah, stuff of legend. Aye. Oh, well, look at the look at the bits you're spinning. These uh, salacious myths. <laughs> Excuse me. There's nothing. They're not myths. That's all true. <laughs> oh look, not you, the Tardis. Oh my god, oh. it's so cute. It's gorgeous. I, you know what? Failing Tom Tom Baker's final line in Sharda, that is kind of the perfect way to end the Williams era. Well, her wrinkling I, her nose and then just a massive grin at him. 
Yeah, with a big smile. That's how you end. That's how you end it. Okay. All right. I I want you to now. I know this isn't hamster, but I'm. Good. I feel like we should do a summary of uh, the horns of Nymon because you and I have uh, gone at this critically and very positively as well. So tell me your thoughts. I I think. Look, I don't think the Horns of Naimon is a particularly uh, well-executed story, but uh, it's a thing you were saying. You know, there's lots of ideas in it. Um, it. It has quite a lot of scope to it in terms of what it's drawing from. Uh, like, you know, there is a mythic quality to it um, that does get smothered beneath the... Um, the nature of the production but it's all about longing for empire and longing for glory and there's something endlessly appealing in that for me um and i just and again you know it is doctor who kind of showing its its age it's kind of showing its production but it doesn't feel tired necessarily I think that's the one of the main takeaways uh, from the from these episodes for me is that even though this is Doctor Who on the cheap and Doctor Who kind of you know strung out, it is still fun and still funny. It's still vibrant, and you know now that we we can live in a time where you know we the, the the reputation of the show is very secure and people's and people's affection for the show is very secure but so and that means i can very comfortably sit here to say i could watch another season of this i could watch another season of the doctor and romana running into time and space like this what 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 how joyous that would be how much fun that would be there was an I for me that i would have two more years of stories like the horns of naimon and I, I would I would kind of say two things really let this down. Obviously, the lack of money, and that's not anybody's fault except for the BBC, that were pouring money into like what they consider to be more prestige um, productions. And there is a fairly inept director at the helm of this, and we know he struggled. But I think what this highlights. So, so it does feel a bit tired because there is no money and because it isn't particularly competently executed. The energy comes from the writing, the performances, the music, the sound effects, like the costumes. Jesus Christ, June Hudson is trying to give this some polish with her costumes. Like, no, it's is, is, is giving us 100%. In fact, performance wise, perhaps 300%. Yeah. Um, more than that than was needed <laughs> but it, it elevates it i don't know i don't know why it like you say it doesn't feel tight and it should but i feel like because everybody involved is is trying to make it as good as they possibly can aside from the director and whoever is dishing out the money um and i think that really comes across i think i think it has a lot of energy to it it, it has a playfulness to it it has a cleverness to it Mm-hmm. I I think it you're you were right earlier in saying it does its reputation does suffer to some extent by being the end of the Williams era because yeah. I don't I don't you know I like the Haunts of Nymon I don't think it's an adequate send off to those that era of the show. Shada would have been Shada absolutely would have been and 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 is now now we have Shada as a whole. 
you know, you can go on Britbox from this to Sharda. And the then suddenly the gulf between season 17 and season 18 doesn't feel so vast because Sharda's pretty epic, you know? And, mm-hmm. and it's visually interesting. It's got beautiful location work. Um, and then you go from that to Leisure Hive and it, it doesn't feel like such a gulf. But you go from Nymon, which is all in studio and on the cheap, to Leisure Hive, which has got a very sort of artistic director at the helm, it feels vast. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Joe, I've got a question for you. Oh, I so we are now at the end of four commentaries of the Horns of Nymon, mm-hmm. the very episode that brought us this podcast. Yeah. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from <laughs> here? Sorry, that's from Buffy once more in feeling. Um, well, obviously, we start the Buffy podcast. No, I'm joking. We go into <laughs> series five, baby, where, where we have made a decision, or I, I asked you, if we can just avoid Stephen Moffat for an entire series season, because we lean into that an awful lot. Um, yeah, and you also just wanted to avoid him in general. But we've got some exciting stuff planned. I'm not going to tell you any of that right now, but we uh-huh. do have, we've got some lovely guests planned. We're going to, and there'll be even more of us. (laughs) This feels like one of those really coy Chris Chibnall kind of trailers. What's going to be in the next series? Well, they'll be in it. Yeah, we'll be there. That's all we know for sure. I don't know how the fuck we're going to top this at the end of series five. We have to get our thinking caps on. Oh, no, 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 no. You you know what we're doing. What, Kane and I company? (laughs) No, you're you're very rude. Yeah, we're going to do Kane and company. Yeah, yeah, we're going to remake the title sequence as well. Can you do play me brilliantly? I'll do the music. K9! <laughs> oh my God, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> oh dear. Um, well, Jack, would you like to see us out on the back of our meteoric Nymon <laughs> commentary? That's, I would be delighted, and it gives me such pleasure to say the words that Soldied, we have now witnessed Soldied say, in the shadow of Graham Crowden's performance, I say a one, a two, a three, the Nymon And never has that felt more appropriate. Uh-huh. All right, We're, we won't be away for long, though, but thank you for joining us on this journey. It's okay. been a thrill. Catch you next time.